Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say. Today we're going to be dealing with a, uh, a dad that wrote me and said our daughter's 18 and she's just been accepted into college and she wants to move in and get an apartment with her boyfriend who will not be attending college. We told her that we would pay for the dorm, um, but we would not finance the apartment with her boyfriend. Um, I'm sure if the daughter is listening, she will not like my answer on that. Somebody else says, um, hi, Mark. Um, may God bless you richly. My question is, I have a son that's 37, and she says, as I can see your eyebrows raising uh, a bit now, but he's in depression. And so um, we're going to talk about some of that. Uh, another question is from a mom who says, my son is, is making um, fake accounts and sending nudes uh, in hopes of getting other nudes from other people, and um, and he's been depressed and such. And uh, another question says, my 12-year-old son is disrespectful. He's spinning out of control. Um, whenever I take away electronics, he threatens that he's going to run away. Um, uh, his father isn't in his life, which is kind of a common theme that I hear with a lot of these. A lot of moms write in. Uh, and they're always saying, um, golly, dad's not involved, so how do I do this when my son is twice as big as I am? Somebody else says this, uh, hey, my daughter lies about everything. She gets depressed. She says that we're too controlling in our life and we won't let her do anything. Um, what do we do? And here's somebody else that says this, that... that um, my son hates that he has to do chores, the dishes, the trash once a week, and clean the bathroom. He argues and gets nasty. He says he's not my slave, uh, and, and now he wants, um, he doesn't understand why he has to work and pay for a laptop and and uh, why we make him work to pay that back. Uh, he's always trying to manipulate me. Do any of those sound familiar to you? Because what I find is that that a lot of these questions sound the same. Different scenarios in different places, but many of them sound the same. And and so let me give you some quick answers on these things. The first one is this. It's about an 18-year-old daughter that got accepted into college and wants mom and dad to pay for her to live in an apartment with her boyfriend. And and uh, But if she, you know, we're not going to pay for that. So that means she would be responsible for all her living arrangements. What are your thoughts on this? Here are my thoughts. You know, I, I, it's, I think there's some point where a mom and dad have to say, say what I believe, but I'm going to act on what I believe. Theodore Roosevelt said this, and, and uh, I found this this past week. He was our 26th uh, president, so from 1901 to 1909. And he said this, knowing what's right doesn't mean much unless you do what's right. So mom and dad, I would tell you, um, what do you believe? Just what do you believe? Uh, rules and, and requirements ought to be based on those things that you believe. 
And the reason is so that it can't be changed. You know, uh, to me, it's somewhat interesting that a daughter's saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going, well, I'm not paying for it then. Then you have fun paying for it. And, and, and I would say, you know, that may be okay with you, but it's not okay with me because I don't believe that's the right thing for you. And why would you not believe that that's the right thing? Part of it is an 18-year-old who goes off and lives with a guy. I mean, do you think they're going to be sexually involved with one another? Possibly. Or there's more of a chance. Well, if you want your daughter to complete college, there's a part of it where you go, I don't want you to take the risk of being enticed where you don't finish college. So do you want to finish college? And if she says yes, then I'm helping you finish college. Because I really don't believe you're going to stay away from, you know, a guy that's that's moving toward you and wants to live with you. Here's the other thing. Here's the other problem. You know, I, and I would encourage you, Dad, on this. Go talk to the young man. I don't want you freeloading off my daughter. You know, I mean, I would love for you to have a regular relationship with her. And maybe you can date for a while and you guys can be together and you can come to her apartment that she has with other girls, but I'm not paying for you guys to live together. And so if that's your choice, then this is where a mom and dad begin to say, we're drawing a line in the sand. At some point, um, if you listen to me very long, you know I am very pro-kid. I am very pro-giving your daughter and your son uh, control of their life. I am saying to most Christian families, lighten up, loosen up, quit being so strict, and let your child start making decisions. But there comes a point when they want you to fund what they're doing that you're in disagreement with. At some point, that's where we got to stand up and say, you know, this is not what I believe, and this is not what I'm going to do. You're going to be faced with it at some point, because most people are saying, well, it's okay to do that. I mean, I've heard that so many times, it's, 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 it's crazy, and kids justify it because you save money and everything else. I think I would be concerned about a daughter who feels like that, that daddy's just going to keep paying for her to live any way she wants and not have any requirements. That, that is a sense of entitlement. I would further be concerned that a young man's moving in and he's not coming to you and saying, hey, I'd like to live with your daughter. That's a, a, a lack of engagement or a lack of understanding about who this daughter is. It is your child, Dad. You know, the other part of it is, I, why are you paying for it? Why don't you get him to pay for the apartment if they're going to live together? I mean, it's if this is going to be your future son-in-law and it's going to be your future um, father of your grandkids, then it's okay to begin to say things to him now to help mold him and let him know some of your expectations. And there is no possible way that a dad can let a daughter go off to school and do whatever they want, live with the guy, you know, and, and, and fund it in a different way, or you're always going to be bailing her out. Provision quickly moves to enabling. So my encouragement to you, Dad, talk with this young man. Have a straight talk with your daughter. You could still love her no matter what she decides. If she says, I'm going to live with this guy anyway, and I'll take care of it myself, okay. And it may be that you feel strong enough that you go, then I'm not paying for college. You know, because there are some conditions. You know, <clears throat> there's another scripture that, that, that states that, that man plans his steps, but God directs his path. And I think as parents that we ought to be doing the same thing that we let our kids plan their steps, but we direct their path. So it may be, I'll pay for you to go to these three colleges. Now, you make some good choices. 
I will pay for you to do this, or I'll be involved if you do these things. And you let them make some choices among those things. But as long as I'm writing a check, as long as I'm supporting them or paying for insurance, as, as long as I'm giving them anything and they have not transitioned to be married to somebody else, especially if it's my daughter, then I am going to require something of my involvement. And it, I think it's important for, for parents to realize that because if not, what you do is continue the sense of entitlement that will carry on and your daughter will continue to feel like she's entitled beyond the time that she has with you. Uh, I hope that helps. Here's another question that, that somebody asked where they just say, um, I have a son that's 37. Uh, he's been depressed for some time. They live uh, uh, out of the country. He gets a, uh, a it's called a, a depot shot, which is uh, a, a depot shot, interestingly, is a... Uh, it's an injection that it's a kind of a slow release form of an antipsychotic medication, and um, and it comes in a tablet or liquid form, but it's given as an injection, so it's it's released over a period of time and it lasts a little bit longer. But it helps with somebody who may be psychotic and keep them from going and having a psychotic episode. It says he uh, isolates a lot. I don't know what to do. I'm talking and encouraging him to come out and do something. What more can I do? The years are creeping by. Mom, let me tell you this. He's 37 years old. Um, he's going to need more help than just um, a shot once a month and an encouragement from mom. There's got to be some plan that's formed for him to say, we either need to get you further help, send him someplace, have him involved in something else besides just living in his room, withering away, or you move and you take him with you to a place where he can get help and say, you can live with me as long as you get help. Or you might have him committed somewhere for a short-term or a long-term facility that will take him and work with him to balance out some of his meds. And, and my apologies, I don't know of a whole lot of places for uh, 37-year-olds, and that's not because there aren't some out there. It's just that I don't know of them because I spend most of my time dealing with teens. Here's another question is that my son is making, you know, sending nudes of himself out and, and uh, trying to get people to send nudes back. And, you know, I would couple it with another question that, that somebody else says that my son is very disrespectful, my 12-year-old, both of these are 12-year-olds, and he says he's going to run away if we take electronics away and and, um, you know, I, he, I, I just can't control him anymore. It's interesting to me that, that 12 years old is that time where a child begins to understand that they are growing up. Girls have that signature mark of starting their period, and it goes, okay, now you're a young woman and something's changed. Young men, it's a little bit different, whether it's growing hair in their chin, under their armpits, or they start to smell a little bit, or or their voice begins to crack a little bit. It's tough for these young boys who who mature just a little bit later. And so it's almost like they think they're Superman. And and so they, they spend time uh, either video games or doing stupid stuff because they just don't have the maturity to do smart stuff. And and so and they are trying to develop a way to relate. And sending nude pics, a 12-year-old sending nude pics of himself to somebody else is completely out of line. For someone to say, I'm going to run away because you take away my Xbox or my PlayStation or you don't let me play video games. 
it's a little mature, don't you think? And I think at some point, this is where a mom or dad has got to say, we're going to sit down and talk, and we're going to talk these things through. And your child will continue in their negative behavior until the pain from their behavior is greater than the pleasure that they get from it. Now, anytime a child says, I'm going to commit suicide, I would go, be careful. If I think you are, then I'm going to, we're going to go to a hospital, you're going to be evaluated, and you may be placed in, in a seven-day program for a while until you calm down, get on medication, start counseling, but don't use that. And, and I think it's got to be strong with a lot of these kids because they get out of everything. They don't know what they're saying. They don't know really what they're doing. And so I'm going to take it for face value and say, then I'll act upon it. If any child becomes physical, I will say, if you become physical with me, you will be arrested And somebody goes, well, Mark, that sounds kind of strong. You want to know something? It's very strong. Because if you don't corral and stop this kind of behavior now, it will continue to get worse in the days ahead because it works for your child. And so when they are trying to cross those lines of inappropriateness and disrespectfulness and disobedience and dishonesty, When they're 11 and 12 years old, you've got to go after it hard or it's going to spin out of control. And some people are saying this, that my child is so big, he's bigger than me, I can't even control him anymore. Okay, now spend some time appealing to who he is and put some structure behind it that creates a world of pain should they choose to continue to do that. I mean, if if a son that I have at 11 and 12 years old is sending nudes of himself, I will turn off the electricity to my home and there won't be any internet. I would take away any mechanism there is and say, you know what, you know, to him who much is given, much is required. And I'm giving you this opportunity to be on the internet, so use it well. And if you can't, it's your choice, then you're choosing to not have it. And then what you do is the dominoes begin to fall, where a child says, I'll run away. It may be saying, you have the choice to do that. But if you do, I want you to know this is what will happen. There's got to be an action for or a reaction to every action that a child has that's moving in an inappropriate way, or they will continue along that path until the consequences are so great that it is beyond what you're able to handle. Does that sound strong? I hope it does. I mean, people know me as as one who loves kids to death and will do anything for them. But make no mistake, I don't tolerate anything from kids when it comes to that. And so at some point, you've got to have leverage on your child either to take things away. Now, here's here's the other thing is we've given them so much stuff that they've come to count on that. And that's that sense of entitlement. They want that to continue to happen. So it may be that You begin to have those talks where you say, I'm not giving those things anymore. I'm backing up because if you're disrespectful, dishonest, or disobedient, then I will not be giving you things. And it's a good lesson to learn now rather than later. Here's somebody else that that wrote in and said, you know, my daughter feels like that we are too controlling. We've pulled her from school. Um... And, and then here's another son that says that my child is full of anger and, and even hate, but it's directed at me. He hates me because I require something of him 
either taking out the trash or cleaning up something. He says, I'm not your slave. And, and, um, and he's mad because, you know, we required him to buy the computer that he's on. This sounds familiar, doesn't it? And let me say this again. Until the pain from your child's actions are greater than the pleasure they're getting from that action. Meaning this, if your child's saying, I'm not doing chores. Well, they're getting pleasure from not doing the chores. And if that's the case, then say that if you don't do the chores, and I'm taking something away. Now, you, you've got to understand that, that there may be some very important things to take away to get their attention. I would do it. I would take away buying them clothes. You know, if, and these kids are 12 and 13 years old. I would take away warm water in the shower. I would take away um, anything that I'm purchasing them. I would take away the cell phone. I would take away paying for data. I would um, take away the TV. Say, we're getting rid of the TV. If you can't control it, we're going to get rid of it. I would do anything I can until you learn that you've got to be responsible. That's what you're driving home. And the assumption of responsibility will create a world of maturity for your child. You know, it, it's, it's tough to get through these. And, and the first thing I would tell everybody here that's listening to the answers of all these questions, you've got to spend some time thinking, what is my child getting out of their actions and once you begin to understand that, then what that does is, is, is kind of uh, soften your approach so you can appeal to the heart of your child and then say, I, you know, is there anything that I'm doing that's pushing you in this direction? If there is, then correct that. And that's easier said than done. But it's important that when you move toward your child that you do something different and it's got to begin with you. And then the third thing is, well, then let's help get you to a better spot and to get you to a better spot, this is what I think we need to be doing. And you line out a path for that to happen. And if you will do these things, then you will be rewarded. And I'm asking that you not do these other things because there will be consequences for those. Now, it's easier said than done. But I'm going to give you a, uh, the title of a book that I would encourage you to read. And one is called Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture. I wrote this a couple of years ago with the idea of helping all of us as parents and grandparents to figure out, are we the cause of some of this? Are we missing something? And in a world of cell phones and communication and, and internet and, and social media and all the comparisons that, that happen in that world, I've got to ask myself the question first, am I doing something wrong? And it may be that I'm not meeting the needs of my child the way that they need to be met. Is there something that I need to be doing different? You know, and, and it's saying, Lord, if, if there's going to be a change in our family, let it begin with me. But make no mistake, after you make the changes and you communicate those to your child, then at some point you've got to engage with your child and say, this is what I've done. Now, this is what I want you to do, and it's going to help us get to a better place. And you convince them of that, you encourage them in that, and you stop the foolishness and you promote the wisdom. Anyway, your guys' questions are just unbelievable, fantastic. I hope some of these answers have helped. Hey, do this. Make sure you sign up for our 
uh, parenting newsletter that that goes out every week. Every time I look at this newsletter, I'm always thinking, how can we provide more and more and more for parents? And and uh, it is an amazing piece. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast, listen to some of the other days as well, not just the question and answer. But listen to the devotion that comes out. It's somewhat of a devotion, some somewhat of an encouragement, and, and a little bit of teaching in the midst of that. Listen to the interviews that we do with kids. And then we've also selected some repurposed broadcasts that we've had throughout the years that I think you will love. And we kind of piece these together so it will hit a little bit of everybody. Anyway, I hope you have a great week. I hope these answers to your questions have helped. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.